Welcome to the first episode of the Round Ball Project. I'm your host, Neil Simons, and I'm really glad to get this podcast underway. I've actually got a very special guest for my first episode. Um, I'll introduce him later, but the, po- the goal of this podcast is to cover football in Australia, especially during these times uh, where we're currently all indoors, um, just to cover football generally across the country, uh, very based on community. What are the um, our journalists, our fans, and our content creators doing to make this game as big as I can. So today I'm joined by David from Football Oasis. How are you, my friend? Very good, very good. Now, uh, David uh, from Football Oasis, he is the uh, Football YouTube channel, boasting over 500 subscribers. Uh, he covers a, a wide range of topics, such as the um, the A-League, uh, the way as football has progressed in Australia, covering other stuff. Just, you, you explain it. I've, you know better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I've started this YouTube channel, I think, pretty much a year now. Uh, we just hit 500 subscribers recently. Um, but look, man, my, my aim is literally to just promote football in this country. Like, I feel football was at one stage really peaking, advancing, and reaching new heights where we've never seen before in Australia. But there came a time where things completely changed. And that's just my aim is to bring it back to a higher level, to get that exposure to people. Whether it's through talking about you know different issues that are happening within Australia, or talking about even the Premier League and comparing situations there, uh, I've been trying to do a lot more vlogs where I go to the stadiums and just show the the fan side of things and speak to different people there that even I didn't know myself. So um, just just trying to cover things and trying to promote football and the love that we all share for the game. Yeah, that, that's pretty much the channel I've been playing for life and um, I've loved it all my life so, so yeah that's pretty much the quick side of it yeah fantastic so obviously you just answered my first question I was going to ask you how did this channel sort of come about um, but yeah. you know from this from the, from the year you've had it for um, so what's been like you'd say your your favorite video you've posted in general look I really enjoy doing the vlogs um, because yeah. that's the essence of football I guess where you just go to the stadiums and I like to do it in between like the, the halftime period just to chat with um, someone who I've no idea who they are and to get their opinion on the game. I've met like really interesting people that way and some people know the game, some people are just talking smack, but um, it's fun. Uh, I enjoy going to the games. It's, it's different when you're there than watching things on TV. Um, so that's what I'm really enjoying at the moment. But to answer that question a bit more specifically, I'd say. Um, I released a video on what's wrong with football in Australia and I tried to cover as much as I can of the problems that I see uh, for football currently in this country and footballs that are going to continue to happen um, in the long term as well. That's probably my favourite video and probably the video that got the most traction and still getting a lot of traction as well uh, now. Yeah, especially um, with uh, some new things, new revelations coming out. Not just the... uh... The virus, but uh, just in general with the whole um, NCIP. So basically, clubs now can obviously, I think they could just use their ethnic background. Is that correct? Mm, is that, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, especially with that, 
that's obviously going to play into it. What I was going to say as well is like, how do you find that you gain traction just generally? Um, you know, like what, how do you promote the channel? You know, what, like, how do you aim to sort of gain traction just in general? So I, I started off with actually the aim of just speaking about the Premier League and European football. But the thing is that market is pretty kind of set in its Very way. saturated. Yeah, it's saturated. Exactly right. So when I started doing a lot more A-League related video and Australian football in general, I found that it was getting a lot more traction. So um, as, as, as with any other business, if that's your aim, you kind of go where, you know, the traction leads you. And I feel like that that's what was gaining more audience. Therefore, I decided to stick more with that side of things. And I still cover European football, but only when something major really happens. Um, but now I'm starting to focus a lot more on Australian content. Fantastic. So um, regarding your po- your most popular video being the... Um, the what is wrong with football in australia is that right yeah yeah correct. Yeah, yeah so um did you get any sort of comments you know from the video like and and how do you feel to sort of get that sort of feeling where everyone you know feels the same way where you know obviously in this country you know football is the most participated sport i actually did an article for um i was going to do it for fnr on how uh it's the most participated sport in the country, yeah. even still. Um, yet, our national team is nowhere near the caliber of 2006, where we had, you know, Harry Kuehl, Viduka, Cahill. So, I just want to say, you know, you have the have the floor. What, what do you feel are the key talking points uh, for how we should improve football in this country? You know, starting from even grassroots level. Yeah. So, oh man, big topic. <laughs> I think the grassroots. Clubs in general, because if we're being honest, if the natural path for someone to get selected for A League level teams is to either go through the NPL or maybe high enough state league football, um, and the thing is with those clubs, there's a lot of politics involved and there's a lot of different issues involved in that capacity and aspects as well, which is really frustrating like you were you were talking about the comments that i got on that video and i think one main trend that kept coming in the comments is um a a person who's playing for a football club and he's saying uh you know i've experienced this i've experienced this i've experienced this it's so repetitive in the comments and it's for me reading it i'm like i know how you feel because um i played i played in the npl at younger levels as well and i sort of noticed who'd you play for which club? Um, I played for South Melbourne. Um, but the issue that I found at South Melbourne and other clubs where I had mates playing at different clubs is hearing people's experiences as well is um, politics. Um, so one of, one of my friends was playing, I'm not going to name this club, but he was playing at a certain club uh, last year in the NPL. And a person got called up to the senior squad just because he helps with the funding of the club. Um, so they put yeah, him in the cool. senior squad. And exactly, like, you know, you just said it. It happens in a lot of different teams. And this is just one example, but it happens so often and on so many different levels. If you're from the same ethnicity or culture as that person, you're more likely to get a place into that squad or to even, get to, to even coach a team. Like, 
you may not necessarily have the right badges, but you know, like uh, if you're from our culture, or whatever, we're gonna throw you in. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be against any sort of but I'm just trying to be plain and say it how it is, because there's so many young kids that are going through the system because of this, man. Like, if I, if I'm a young kid, and also the money's another aspect. Like, it's ridiculous, ridiculously expensive. The amount of kids that probably fell through the system just purely because their parents couldn't afford the around 2k a year um, is probably sad to see some of those kids who knows could have been representing Australia um, but yeah cult- culture and money are big um, in those levels unfortunately I think something that I think even highlights this even more um, personally I love it but it definitely does bring attention to the um, the, uh, the culture within our um, footballing um, community I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. The Optus Sport um, series. I forgot what it's called. Oh, Football Belongs. Something, like, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sh- yeah, it is. I think they've released two episodes. I'm pretty sure I've done Macedonia and Turkey. Yeah. Preston Lions. And I'd like to say Hume. Is that right? Uh-huh. I'm not yeah. 100% sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think Optus Sport has done a tremendous job. I forgot the videographer. I think he was used to be the videographer for the Mariners. Okay. Um, yep. But. I think he also did the uh, November 16th documentary, which is great. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. anyway, yeah, this 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 series is uh, for the uh, up to sport. They just go to this club, like short four to five minutes, just covering you know what does you know the, the culture and club mean to them. And I think one of the guys from Preston, what he said was, "We don't care where you're from, you know, you're still going to be embraced in in the culture." And I think that's but, but can I also a, say a way forward? But yeah, that, that stuff is so much easier to say. To and it is actually being acted out. Like, I, I can go in front of the media and I can say what people want me to say. I'm, I'm not saying that that's exactly what happened in this particular situation, but it does tend to happen where you have someone come forward in the media and say something along those lines, and then when you're actually within the system, it is it is Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but... Yeah. Um, so just in general, uh, from your channel, <laughs> what's the best comment you've received this off the top of your head, no research done. Just uh, like, what would you say is the best comment you've received just in general? Oh, you're putting me on the spot now. Um, <laughs> not sure. Uh, I think there's something encouraging. Um, there's, you're always going to get people who kind of put you down and uh, say what they want to say on, on different things. But uh, so, as anything encouraging really kind of makes makes your day, makes you happy, um, but mainly makes you keep going um, and puts that kind of motivation in you to, to strive for more and to, to try to achieve that dream that you set out from the beginning. So any, anything encouraging, nothing really off the top of my head, but yeah. Obviously, we're, during, uh, we're currently indoors. Hopefully, stay indoors if, you watch, if you're listening to this. I think you obviously could make videos still now. I've seen you made a video today, the quiz one. That was great. Good banter. Um, just in general, where do you see the channel going in the future? Obviously, assuming that um the MPL does get a a, a restart, hopefully in June. I like to say June. You never know, and the A League does resume hopefully later this year. Um, where do you see the the channel going forward? So, as I kind of mentioned at the beginning, so I would, I'd like to do a lot more vlog related work, uh, and that's where they're going to. League games or also NPL. I want to incorporate a bit of local football and 
um, exposing that side of things because, as you're saying, like culture is good and bad in those NPL clubs. Like when I down to Oakley, for example, where I, where I recently did a vlog there, man, the Greek culture is awesome. Like <laughs> people there, honestly, care more about football than like when I go to Haley games. At least from my experience, that's what I felt. Um, so yeah, just just vlog more related work and exposing the NPL and even state league football too. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, actually, I think I was at. I was actually meant to start NPL Coventry. And, yeah, you're um, telling I, me actually. Yeah. I was meant to start NPL Coventry. Um, literally, I, I shadowed a game. I think it was at Dandenong City, and um, <laughs> um, and you could just hear everything. Like I think it was a Friday night. I, I actually got lost trying to get there, but um, just to try and, and get there was really good. Um, and I just really enjoyed the atmosphere there and um, just seeing the passion that the players have. I think Sasa Og- Ognovsky was the coach for oh, yeah. Dandy City. Yeah, yeah so a lot of outbursts from him, but he's very passionate. It's what you want to see, I think, yeah. uh, definitely moving forward. And even the fans, like, yeah, the players and the coaching and stuff care and all that, but, like, the people that are there, they're not they're not just, like, parents of the, of the players or whatever. They're just locals who come down and, Absolutely. So I thought we'd just move more to some general um, topical conversation. Um, so if you look at any sing- any like article on the internet in general for what's going on with the A League, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago the A League got postponed. Definitely, you saw just James Johnson just looking so disappointed um, that he had to because you know. You know, no one wants to get their league suspended. Um, and subsequently, uh, it's the PFA versus the FFA now. So um, I think, so basically every single A-League club besides, I'm not entirely sure. I'm pretty sure Wellington Phoenix, Sydney FC, um, the victory. Uh, yeah, I think it's just those three clubs and the, and Melbourne City who have not stood down their players yet. So what are your thoughts on that? Is it entirely ethical? Like, do you think there should be some sort of, uh, different, like just take a pay cut. Obviously, with the lack of of funding within the country uh, for football, you, these issues are going to arise. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's already a relevant thing before even the coronavirus struck. Um, but it, it's hard. Like I can un- I can kind of understand the perspective where it comes from players, but I can also understand the other perspective where it comes from media. Because if you if you're focusing on the A League. The players within the A-League don't necessarily earn huge amounts of revenue um, and money in their pocket. And obviously, they need to be you know, sustained and, and live their life because essentially that's their job still. Um, but at the same time, there are players who earn a lot of money. And particularly when you look at European football, you'll see like most of the Premier League clubs have, you know, um, took, a, took a, wa- uh, like a wage cut or something along those lines. Uh, because they're on millions of dollars and they're selling better options for average viewers. But it's hard when it comes to the A-League because money isn't huge and funding doesn't come from a million different places like it does in England, for example. So it's hard. I don't know. I don't know. Um, what's kind of your perspective on, on this, Neil? I'd, I'd like to hear it. With the PFA? I mean, I thought it was more of an inevitability. The AFL got a load of like, X amount of money from NAB, I think. So why can't I mean I think I think actually um we're trying to get 
money from the FIFA cash reserves. Um, Infantino um, hopefully will give Johnson some money, who's the FFA CEO, because I think he worked at um, FIFA for a bit, actually, the new FFA CEO. So hopefully with the connections he's formed, we can get some of that uh, that money. It's really unfortunate, honestly, to see some of these guys, especially on one-year contracts, I like to might, might like to add, you know, if they're just stood down, they've got nowhere to move, really. You know, I mean, they're not classified as free agents yet. It's just really, really, really unfortunate, to be honest. And, and yeah, the, yeah. They have nowhere to go. Like, the NPL's closed, State League is closed, everything's closed. So there's no other options to move, really. Um, just no money. 100%. And I think even the clubs with two year contracts, I think Sydney FC are notorious for their two year contracts. And, um, Although they look the best in terms of you know the structural, you know basis moving forward for the next two or three seasons, they're at a big crossroads here because they're a club that makes profit, not often, but you can only imagine if they ha- if they're in, if they're in a position that they need to stand down their players, it'd be very unfortunate for them. I think for the rest of the A League because even a very fa- financially stable club like Sydney FC, even victory. I know for a fact City will definitely pay their players. I mean, we both know that. But, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. You know, I think uh, what um, I think Juventus have cut their wages. Barcelona, I think Messi's taken a massive pay cut. You know, to see clubs around the world sometimes prioritize their stuff, that's just something to be, you know, very, very, uh, it should be complimented amongst the world, I feel. In make general. the the market really interesting. Like when the transfer window opens back again. Oh yeah. There's, there's questions in and of that of of itself. Like what happens if you become a free agent before the Premier League? If it does go back to its place, um, can you play for that team or are you classified? Because technically, you can't play for that. Um, in terms of budgets next year, our team's going to have like as much money as they do usually get because everyone's kind of taking pay cuts at the moment. Uh, so it's it's really going to be interesting to see what happens in the new season. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so obviously, with <laughs> we're meant to have another A League team next year, Macarthur FC. I've honestly got doubts about them getting up. To be honest, I I mean I, I honestly I really want them to get up. They've got I think a thousand memberships. They've had their chairman stood down. Uh, I think he's, um, he he left, and I think a lot of their sponsor- sponsorship money is just going to disappear now. I really want this club to get up. I have my doubts, but if they don't get up, you know what's what's next? And they're, they're saying that um, they might just fast track this second division, getting that up and up and uh, running. Usually, they've got time now to sort of plan, but I'm not sure if that's really the best thing right now when we're having a f- we're going to have an impending financial crisis. But, you know, what are your thoughts on MacArthur generally? So, I, I I think the decision was wrong from the beginning. Whether it was to give it to MacArthur or even Western United, I think there was a lot better options than both of those teams, to be honest. Um, we, have, we have states that don't even represent anything in football at the moment. Um, and... It should it should have gone to them. I, I personally don't think it should have gone to a Melbourne or um, or Sydney side. I, I actually I'll count. I think it should have went to um the Team Eleven franchise, yeah, Danadong. 
kind of close to to that area, and that southeast side of Melbourne is um, is loaded with kind of football kids and people and stuff. So it would have got traction. Like if it was to be in Melbourne, oh yeah, for I sure. I think that would have been ideal for where it is. But anyway, oh yeah, you can't complain. Uh, I just thought our last topic. It's actually been probably the biggest one that's dominated the headlines. Um, so Fox Sports have this. Uh, let me just get the financials here. How much is it? It's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Okay, so it is fifty-seven million dollars per year that Fox Sports are paying for the rights of the A League, and they are apparently withholding their payment of I think nine hundred thousand dollars to each club um, for the uh, April quarter. So. The pay so this is actually quoted by FTBL. Um, so the pay TV broadcaster is contracted to remain with the competition until 2023. However, the organization now appears to be preparing to cut ties with the competition before the beginning of next season. What's happening now? You know, this they've been a 15 year supporter of A League. You know, Optus Sport. That's what the answer is. <laughs> I would love to see Opta Sport take over. To be honest, I, I think everyone everyone really wants it. Ah oh, man, could you imagine? It'd be like, ah, oh, that'd be brilliant. But like, what do you think the two broadcasters sort of like? How how do they differ in general? Look, I think Foxtel is kind of moving more. Uh, I don't know if sport is its kind of target anymore. Where one day it was, um, I think the AFL. Um, but in terms, in terms of football, in terms of soccer, um, Optus should kind of move towards that because they're, they're picking everything to do with football across the world right now. And I think if they were to pick up, you know, local football, it would be huge, 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 huge. Because most people I know, man, have Optus. I don't, I don't know anyone who... I think they've got like 700,000 subscribers or something like that, which is massive. I didn't even follow football properly, like the EPL at least, for I'd say about two two or three seasons just because I couldn't get – I wasn't with Optus. Obviously, opening Optus up now to the general consumer base um, has been a blessing in disguise for them. Yeah, they've got the World Cup rights. Obviously, the, the issues stem from there. But uh, after that, yeah, they're doing okay. They're doing very well. I, I like their presentation and everything. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, they're definitely moving towards um... – you know, kind of overtaking everything to do with football. And I think that's the oh, right yeah. direction for, for them as a business to take as well. Um, hopefully they do. Honestly, like really, 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 really hope they they take the A-League. That would be huge oh, yeah. for them and everyone else. My only real panic with it, or just, I wouldn't say I have a vendetta against Optus at all, such an Optus's fault, to be honest. It's just I think with this with this new, I've I've heard that they're in talks with MPL Victoria about potentially doing a sort of some sort of partnership there. That would be beyond my imagination or anyone's imagination if that could happen. I think that'd be amazing. But with less money potentially being distributed to the A League clubs, TV money is obviously a huge deal. Um, you see in England with the Premier League how important TV money is, but Obviously, with a worsened deal, you only assume there'd be a, a a worsened deal compared to the one that Fox Sports did. You know, obviously with attendances and uh, um, I'd say competitiveness, just just not improving at all. Um, my concern is about how they get how are the clubs going to 
continue to bring in talent, number one, and how does the A League in the in the consumer's eye be a product that you're going to be willing to watch? Because at the moment, I feel like the A League is being promoted as if it is like um, the AFL or I, the notorious one that everyone goes towards is the Big Bash. So I want to see how Optus change if they do pick up the rights, how they would change a product. You actually spoke about something um, just then. You were speaking about like how we're going to promote talent. And I think that's kind of cut away from what you, you were saying, but it's really relevant now because I've seen a lot of players who are picked up from NPL level to A-League level, and a lot of them are mediocre. A lot of them are... I don't understand how these scouts or the people looking at those people take them from the rest of the guys that you see. Because when I you mean, go I, watch... I think with all due respect, you know, if Jordan, Jordan Murray's bagging in 30-odd goals in the NPL New South Wales, mm. you got to expect him to get a contract. Same as, um, what's his face? Dylan Winslow Halls. You know, he's getting scoring 40 goals for Western Pride of the NPL Queensland. These are top talents. There are some talents that maybe aren't as good, but I feel like they are picking relatively top talent. Elvis Kemp's over another one. Uh, another one. You know, I think he's been brilliant. Mm. Uh, here and there. Um, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's something that I feel like it's... The, the talent that gets picked up is like hit and miss. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Going to, going to games, it's easy to kind of identify, from my perspective, the ones that stand out from the rest uh, and, and it doesn't have to be the ones that are scoring hundreds of goals um, it can be just someone with that spark with that touch um, I feel like we look at speed too much here in Australia like if someone is fast you're automatically good at some talent <laughs> I don't know how but yeah. yeah I mean someone like Elvis comes over definitely catches the eye but for some reason I, he can't score in the A-League it's a bit weird but um <laughs> Quite a while, to be honest. Oh yeah, for sure. But that's a whole other topic to go through. Um, my sort of, I actually got something else to to speak about just briefly. Um, in terms of, I think your content and everyone else. Um, are you looking to sort of collaborate with anyone? Are you looking to get any sort of, I'd say, promotion from anyone? Like, what sort of the the moving the moving forward? Like, you know, how are you to gain traction? I think uh, that's obviously something as well, is there any sort of new ideas besides the vlogs that you'd like to implement into the channel in the future? We're always open to kind of collabing with anyone, really, that's obviously on a, like a football-related level. Uh, I'm always, always open to, to share ideas and help out and start new things or whatever. Um, it's kind of more trying to identify who these people are. That's the hard part. Uh, because oh yeah, for sure. It's a small. It's a, It's a really small market of people who currently do this sort of stuff at the moment. Um, yeah, it's people are and and collabing is is something I'm very open to. It's not. It's not anything I'm against at all. I'm trying to grow my social media accounts at the moment, whether it's Twitter or Instagram. It's another platform to expose people to the channel. Um, and yeah, that's 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 the main thing. It's hard when you're isolated and not able to go out. Yeah, obviously. But hey, look, podcasting exists and this is why we're doing it. So, um, yeah, I think that's fantastic. 
Um, final question. <laughs> um, yeah. The best game you've ever been to, just encapsulating everything, whether it be atmosphere, oh. style, style of play, anything. Best game you've been to. So I'm actually born in Egypt. And yeah. um, I lived there until I was nine years old. So I actually went to the African Cup of Nations. Uh, oh, really? Final, yeah. And, and oh, while wow. I was actually in Egypt as well. Um, so okay. it was it was mad. It was mad. We played um, Ivory Coast and we went to the penalties and we won. Uh, that was just, there was over 100,000 in the stadium. What? That's mad. <laughs> it's like yeah, the MCG. Cairo. Like. <laughs> Cairo Stadium um, at the time used to hold 100,000. Now it's gone down to, I think, like 80 something. Um, oh, still, it's big for a football stadium. It's still, it's still massive. Yeah. Is it like a general, like, is it just for general sport? Like, um, just. Uh, football or is it just uh... pretty much play football like we, we participate in other sports like um, um, squash we have a lot of squash players oh really I didn't know that actually uh, we play handball those are the main ones but football is huge everyone plays and watches football in Egypt so it's um, it's massive there. And that, that was the atmosphere and that was the game man like uh, as, a, as a kid that was a dream and I haven't oh, really? experienced anything better than that just yet and besides that, anything in Australia that's sort of, I mean, yeah. the the thing, the closest thing for me that I could imagine for that, I think fortunately for me, I think it'd be the Liverpool versus victory game in 2013. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, for you, what's been the biggest one in Australia? Uh, A-League Grand Final when, when Victor won a couple of years ago. 2015, yeah. That was sick. Like, Berisha, I was sitting in the North Terrace and back then. Yeah, um, yeah. It was, it was mad. Such good vibes in there. Um, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Each other. Everyone's chanting all game. It was so loud. And it was at Amy Park, so it made it even better. Um, I actually love that stadium. To, I honestly love it. I think it's the best football stadium that I've been to in this country. To be fair, I haven't been to many. But um, <laughs> compared to Eddie uh, Marvel, I don't. I don't love Marvel, to be honest. I actually didn't go to the last couple of games. No, it's too open, man. And, like, it just doesn't... It's not loud. It's not compact with the noise and the voice and the atmosphere. Whereas Amy, you just, you just feel everything. And every seat is a good seat for Amy as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. Definitely in the North Terrace or original style Melbourne. Um, it's very good as well. For sure. All right, so that'll conclude the first episode of the Roundball Project. Speaking with David from Football Oasis, I'll link his channel in the bio or description or anywhere where I can really put it. Um, thank you so much for coming on today. No worries, man. Thanks for having me and uh, all the best with the podcast. We'll just see what can happen with this podcast in the future. It's really up to you, the listener, for what you want me to do, and I'll do it, if reasonable, obviously. Um, thank you very much, and uh, I guess have a good day. Thanks.